Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vodacy Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am super excited about our guest here today, one of the OGs in the vacation rental world. Brian Page was really kind of made his mark in the Airbnb investing game as and then came out with one of the probably the best selling all time program on called the BNB formula. And so very much understands our world of vacation rental investing. But actually, we're going to ask Brian to talk about a brand new book that he brought out. And so Brian is um, has a new book called Don't Start a Side Hustle. And uh, it really helps you navigate and, and really decide how you're going to create passive income in this brand new world that we have. And maybe it's with short-term rentals, maybe it's not. Brian does a great job of really unpacking what that journey looks like and really shares a lot of his experience. And so I'm going to dive in and, and we're going to talk to Brian today. So Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Thanks, Sean. Great to be here. Absolutely. So I, uh, I'm i really fortunate to kind of know your whole story. And sometimes one of the biggest mistakes I make is I like, because I know you so well, and I've, like I told people, you've been around this game for a long time. In fact, I was telling you off camera before we, before we hit the record button, that I, I think that probably 90% of the, the, the short-term rental investing courses probably spurred off of your training and your <laughs> course, your original course of B&B formula. And so I've known about you for a long time. And I know that you, what you have built and what you've done now is really stack along that, that success and really continue down that entrepreneurial journey and really sharing that with people now. So could you, could we kind of back up and, sure. and maybe you take us through what, where we're at today and why we're talking about don't start a side hustle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll take you all the way back. Let's go back to uh, the early days, which was, uh, for me, I wrote about this in the book, was in high school when my dad said to me, you know, son, one day you're going to have to go get a job and you're going to have to go figure out what you're going to do for a living. And what is that going to be? And I said to him, I said, I don't know, but that whole idea of a job, that's not for me. Yeah. And he's like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> so the rest of my life, I uh, I tried to scheme and, and find ways to not work a job. I, I did have to take jobs at various times in my life, but I usually got fired from them or I quit them in short order. And I was never designed to work for somebody else. Uh, so I knew I was an entrepreneur from the very, very beginning, but it took a while before I found anything that actually worked for me. And that was probably not till right after college. That's, that's yeah. And so, so when, when you decide that, I mean, that's a confusing time, right? Like I've, I've personally, I've been doing this full time for 22 years. I've actually never, I had a job one time for six months and yeah. that was the only job I ever had. But when you're going through that process, we're looking around, we're like, okay, wh where do I start? What do I do? Right. Yeah. What, what was that process like for you? Was there like an aha moment? Was there something that yeah. just like kind of smacked you upside the head? What did that, what did that look for you, for you back then? Well, yeah, you know, I, I got out of call. I went through college, kind of drifted through, got a, a leisure studies major, believe it or not, that's a major, um, <laughs> which, which kind of prepares you for going into the leisure industry or hotel hospitality yeah. industry. So I ended up doing a, an internship I was required to do in order to graduate from college. And I went to Hilton Head Resort and I went to the Hilton Resort on Hilton Head. And I was there for the whole summer and I was just bored silly when I wasn't working because it's just a golf community and I don't play golf. So I used to spend my my evenings after work in the Barnes and Noble and I was just researching like how to become wealthy. And I, I was like reading books on stock trading and options and starting businesses and all these things. And I got to the real estate section. And I was like, OK, this is cool. I started reading through real estate books. I ended up reading 100 books that summer 
just filling notebooks. I didn't buy any of them. I just read them, put them back on the yeah. shelf and uh, ended up giving myself a little mini education. And I decided at that point that real estate was the vehicle for me. And I knew that more people had become millionaires through real estate than any other vehicle. So in short order, after graduating college, went home and um, found an investor that started selling me properties, no money down. And in just a few months, I had enough properties to live off them, off the cash flow. Now, there was no short-term rentals back then. Yep. I was living off the cash flow, old school, renting them out to tenants. And I quit my job that I had at the time. And I started traveling the world and just had a great lifestyle. I didn't have a ton of money, but I had enough coming in from those properties to do that. And that kind of gave me my first taste of what it is to be truly financially independent. And from that point on, I was like, this is it for me. Like, this is the path. And yeah. so that was where I started was with real estate ownership. And then was that the last time that you really were in the job world? You were now, you had, <laughs> you started building your, your portfolio then. I, I wish, mean, I wish. Yeah. So, so what is like, I, I always know there's those ups and downs, right? So I'm, yeah. it, uh, it's always so interesting too. And you actually talk about that in the book and we'll um, uh, really be prepared for some of that, but what did that look like? What, uh, what, what, what did, uh, were they, they were just single family long-term rentals at the time? Yeah. They, well, I had, I had single families, duplexes, quads, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. And I was also developing, I was building, uh, you know, seven bedroom, seven bath houses on the beach and doing, you know, yeah. spec construction, all this crazy stuff. And everything was going good right up until 2007, 2008. And we all know what happened then. Right. Yeah. So when all that stuff came due and, and I, I couldn't sell my properties, I couldn't finish my construction on my deals. I mean, everything just started collapsing. So I was actually became a millionaire in my twenties, which was my goal. And, uh, by, 30, 31, I, you know, somewhere in there, I lost it all. And so I, I lost all my properties, everything to foreclosure, including my personal home. And I was 1.3 million in the hole. I got a letter from the IRS saying I owed a, a million three. Wow. So it was a rough time. Yeah. And so then for several years, I just uh, kind of hit out. I didn't know what to do. And I was doing odd jobs, side hustles. <laughs> I was doing, uh, I was working for other people occasionally, just trying to make ends meet. And I, I knew that I wanted to get back in the cash flow game, but I didn't know how to do it. So I was trying to think of out, out of the box way to do it. And that's where the whole Airbnb thing came from. That's kind of yeah. where I turned the corner was going from an owner to a controller, which I talked right. about. In the book. And yeah. that all just came about by accident, really did. That was back in, say, 2015 or so. So it was a little while ago. Yeah, that's about when we got into the, the short-term rail game. And that's when it was starting to pick up enough steam that it, it felt like a viable asset class. No, nowhere yeah. near what it is today, but yeah. it still started feeling viable, right? Yeah. And so um, we it's very interesting. We had a very similar path where we started off buying those. I mean, we've been doing this for 22 years just as an investor. We did the, we've always been in the ownership model and went through a bunch of different asset classes and, uh, you know, short, like long-term rentals, the fix and flip stuff, and then ultimately development deals, right? Cause the dollar check, the checks get bigger. And, but, yeah. uh, when markets shift around, it's a, it's a little, it's a little different story that you're looking at, like, okay, what do we do here? So, so you started really getting interested in kind of that controlling the assets, which is, which is the goal with the Airbnbs. You started doing that and people started, um, you know, recognizing that you were having some success there. And then we're, 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 so we, that was about in 2015. When did you really start getting, feeling like you were hitting your groove in that, in that arena? Well, you know, I was looking for a way to generate that real estate without owning and without, I didn't have credit. So that whole idea of leasing properties, renting properties, and then taking them with permission of the owner and listing them on short-term rental sites was what, what kind of got me going. And I ended up making, you know, several hundred thousand dollars that first year. I quit the job that I had at the time. I quit all the side hustles I was doing. I automated my business. So I wasn't operating it day to day. So I truly had passive income again. 
Although this time yeah. I own nothing. So I was, I was uh, what I call a controller. And I talk about this, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit more. Uh, so I went from owner to controller, but then as I got to that point, I, a lot of people were asking me, how do you, how are you doing what you're doing? And when I went online to Google, like I went on YouTube and searched for, you know, how to, how to do rental arbitrage or how to scale right. a short-term rental business. There was not a single video, not one video came in, right. nothing. Nobody was teaching it. A little different than today. <laughs> Very different from the day. And I thought, man, I'm either an idiot or I'm sitting on a gold mine. Like this is going to be big. So I thought, okay, people will pay me for what I know. So I'm just going to record everything that I do. And I wrote down everything that I do and everything that, how I, how I pitched owners and how I got properties or automated, all that stuff. And I built it into a course. And, uh, and then I tried to sell it online and nobody wanted it. <laughs> and that was like almost a year uh, of trying to get it right, figure it out and sell it. And uh, it wasn't until after I figured out kind of the pieces that I was missing that I figured out what I was missing was a webinar. And so I put together a 90 minute webinar. And the very first night I put that webinar online, um, I closed about a third of the people on the webinar and did like 66,000, 67,000 in sales that first night. And I thought, holy crap, this is a game changer. People were paying me to buy, buy information. So at this point, I became a creator. I was creating assets that generate passive income. And that one course, just that one product, that one webinar has now done 16 million in sales and still sells to this day. That's awesome. So uh, so I update that course periodically. My students update it, but I don't spend any time on that. So right. that's a passive income vehicle that pays me over and over and over again. And that's led into all kinds of other digital products and courses and things that I've sold that are also passive. So it's kind of that transition that I went from owner to controller to creator. And now once I started creating wealth again, I took that money to put it back into hard assets because I do believe you should own contrary yeah. to what some people think I'm not against ownership. So I took property, I took money that I had put it back into commercial properties and residential properties and uh, stock market and other places to, in order to, uh, to grow that wealth further by being an owner again. So that's right. kind of the full circle. And that's, that's kind of, it, it moved beyond where I started. Cause I started, I was very inspired by rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Yeah. As you're familiar with him. As, and, yeah. And, I think you know, he's great. Were. He's kind yeah. of the OG of, of yeah, investing, he is. right. Yeah. And he teaches that he teaches the rich, uh, you know, buy assets and the poor and middle-class do not, they, they invest yep. in liabilities. Now I do agree with that, but the thing is you don't need to own assets anymore because we're now in a creator economy and we're in a sharing economy. So you can actually create and share assets or control assets without owning anything and create significant cash flow. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of where I take people on this journey in this book is to teach them that you don't have to have credit. You don't have to have money. You don't have to take big risks. You can start with a few hundred dollars and launch something that has the potential to make millions. And so yeah. that's kind of where I take them on this journey to becoming a passivepreneur. And, and that's what I love. And I was, I was telling you, I think before we, we or maybe I said it after we hit play, but um, Brian, you, the new book that you put, like I have a lot of books that come across my desk and we don't have a time to read all of them. I read this yeah. book and I started, I usually, I usually start skimming them. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I this do. one, I so don't start a side hustle. I'm usually like skimming them. So I have, I know the highlights. Well, I found myself reading the whole thing and I actually went cover to cover. It's an amazing book wow. because what it does is it really takes somebody through that entire journey and, and step-by-step step how they do it. And like, to your point, you say, hey, I'm not against owning assets. It's not where I wanted to start, right? Or it may not be where I would tell somebody else to start. You know, you talk a lot of, about a, a lot of different things in the book. And, and uh, I had I have a whole bunch of notes. We won't get to them through the whole thing because I have, I have all these questions because I was like, man, this is such a great point. This is such a great point. And I started looking at my notes and said, okay, <laughs> chapter one, I want to talk about this. Chapter two, I'm like, well, I'm talking about all the chapters. Like for all of you listening, we're going to have at the end, Brian's going to, 
exactly point you where to go to get don't start a side hustle and actually some more information for our listeners um, beyond that. But so I don't want to talk about the whole book, but if you don't mind, I'd love to talk about some of the key points in it. If, if we can sure. dive into them. Let's do, let's do it. Let's go. And, and one of them was, um, you know, chapter 10, you really talk about the path to prosperity, right? We talk about how everything is possible. And it like, to your point, like we, you don't have to have money. You don't have to have credit. You can do and reach your goals, depending on what they are. There is a vehicle. Um, Brian talks about passive income vehicles, PIVs in the book, and he lists a whole bunch of them, right? Go get the book. And if you're like, I don't know where to start, go get the book. And he's got a whole bunch of them for you. But the point of that is also, you're not going to wake up one day and then everything's just going to be there for you. There is work. There is a path to follow. It's mm-hmm. not going to be really easy, right? And there's mm-hmm. there's ways, and then you talk about that, but then you, uh, my favorite chapter of the book is the baker and the farmer. And uh, okay. it were, you know, and, and it's one of my favorite, like that. that's one of my favorite parts is the difference, because I think the mindset of so many is I'm going to be the baker, not the farmer. Do you want to, mm-hmm. is there, would you want to expand yeah. on that at all? Yeah, let's talk about that. Now, before I go into that, one of the things that's probably crossed the people's minds that we didn't talk about, I don't know why we didn't bring this up is, you know, why do I say don't start a side hustle? Right. Uh, isn't Airbnb a side hustle? Well, the difference between a side hustle and passive income, which is what this book is all about, is that a side hustle is dependent on you. Yes. You stop hustling, the money stops. So an Uber is a perfect example of a side hustle. I Ubered at one time. Well, most of us have tried Ubering. You, if your butt's not in the seat, you don't make money. Right. Uh, on on the contrary, if you have an Airbnb business, it's 100% automated, doesn't require hardly any of your time to manage it. That is passive income by definition. So that's the difference between a side hustle. Now, it. It's very important that you choose the right vehicle. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Yeah, but I just wanted to get that out there that this is the idea here is that it has to be passive in order to qualify as a passive income vehicle. Now, uh, now the baker and the farmer. Okay, so you're the first person to ask about this. And it, it, uh, I, I love this chapter. The uh, baker and the farmer are two people that use seeds. And I liken seeds to your money. Okay, everybody has money. At some point, even if it's a couple dollars extra per month, everybody can have some money, right? You might have little less than other people. But money is the key to getting to the next level. You got to use your money and invest it. Now, most people take their seeds, their money, and they consume it. They eat it. So in other words, you can take seeds and you can create bread and you can eat that bread. That gives you instant, you know, you get you get a payoff instantly. Bread is warm. It's delicious. It's yummy. It's hard to resist. Who wouldn't want to make bread with their with their seeds? But smart people don't consume their seeds. They plant their seeds. They put them in a field and they grow an entire crop of wheat that could feed them bread forever, right? So the idea here is that most people don't look at their money that way. They consume all that they have. Usually the average American consumes way more than they have each month. They go into debt, uh, they die in debt. And so they never have the ability to take that money and invest it into something that could pay them passively. So the idea here is you wanna take your dollars, you wanna carve out as many dollars as you can on a regular basis to be able to invest into these passive income vehicles. Now, now for some people, they have a lot of money. They can write a big check. You can you can put a down payment on a house or an apartment or a short-term rental and boom, you've got cash flow. Some people need to start from scratch and they may, may need to do something where it's just a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. Yeah. For example, to get my course off the ground, maybe took a $2,000. It wasn't much to get off the ground. And the ROI is astronomical for something right. like that. So the idea here is that you need to think about your money, even when you have very little, that's the most important time to think about your money as seeds. And you're going to plant those seeds in the right place. And the key is you have to plant your money and more importantly, your time only into things that pay you passively. Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs that make really big bucks and they have zero time, they're time bankrupt. They have no time, they have no health, they have nothing. All they have is a 
big income, but if they, yeah, they've got a major side hustle, business, right? Yeah, 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 they have a big, they have, they have a glorified side hustle. Now, yeah. We don't want to say that because entrepreneurs, you know, they, they would be, you know, some people are offended when I say yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. You make big money, but you, you're hustling all the time. That's all yeah. you do. So yeah. that, that's kind of where I come And from. I love the analogy too, because right, we've got the seeds and you can say, okay, I'm going to take my resources, your seeds, your resources, your time, your money. Where are you going? What are you going to do with those resources? You're going to join right now today and, you know, bake the bread, or are we going to take them and we're going to plant them? Well, planting seeds takes a little while before we see the fruits of that labor. It's not too. fun being a farmer. Exactly. A farmer. Nobody yeah. wants to farm a field. Nobody wants yeah. to do that, but the payoff is huge at the end. If we really have the discipline to do that. And I love, I love that, you know, that you talk a lot about that. It's not just like, Hey, we're, you know, the sky's going to open up and you're going to have all this money and all this time. There's, there's ways to do it. And you can really compress time. And you talk about a lot of ways to compress time, right? Modeling versus yeah. mastery and all those different things of ways, ways we can compress time and really yeah. leverage other people's resources to be able to take our resources, leverage their their experience and knowledge and expertise and really compress that time. So there's ways to do that. And you talk a lot about that in the book as well. Yeah, yeah. So time is a big theme throughout the book um, because I believe that wealth is a measure of more than just your net worth or your income, okay? Yeah. I believe wealth is a combination of time plus, plus wealth. I'm sorry, money plus time plus free choice. So if you if you have a lot of cash flow, you have a lot of net worth, you have a lot of money, that's great. But if you don't have the time to enjoy it, what good is it? If you don't have the choice, in other words, somebody else dictates right. what you do every day, you could be very highly paid, but you're probably not gonna have a lot of satisfaction in life or be able to do the things you wanna do because you're a slave of somebody else. You're, you got the golden handcuffs, right? right. So I think, I think wealth is those three elements. But the most important concept in the book I talk about, if you remember this, is the idea of exponential versus linear vehicles. So uh, passive income vehicles need to be exponential in order to, for you to consider them. So yeah. there's a lot of businesses you can start that can be quite lucrative, but they're not exponential. An example, or there's a lot of jobs that can pay you quite well, but they're not, ex not exponential. So for example, if you're a surgeon, you make $600,000 a year, but you want to make 10 times that the next year, there's very little chance you can go from 600,000 to 6 million because you're not in an exponential vehicle. It's you, yeah. you are the vehicle, right? Some people will say, well, that's enough money for me, but you get the idea. Some jobs, as, as a general rule, jobs are not exponential and a lot of businesses are not, they're not exponential. So you want to find something that has the potential to go exponential on income, but at the same time, exponentially less time invested. So as you go on, it might take a lot of effort, for example, to write a book. This is a passive income vehicle. And I'll explain why it is, but to write a book is a lot of time and effort, a lot of work, but when it's done, it's done. And this book yeah. will continue to produce income again and again and again for years from the effort that I did one time. So this has the potential to go exponential, uh, but my time involvement goes down over time. And that's the key because then your earnings per dollar go to the moon. Yes. Then it, and, the, and the thing with exponential, it doesn't look like anything's happening for a year, nothing on the course. Don't make a single dime on the course. And then boom, did a million dollars in the first six weeks and then yeah. multiple millions from there. And so it literally goes like this hockey stick. And everybody wonders, how is, how is that even possible? That's beyond what I can believe. It's because I was in an exponential vehicle. You yeah. sell things on the internet, that's exponential. It just is. So, um, so that's kind of what I get people to start thinking about is most people are working hard in the wrong vehicle. And if they just got out of the vehicle they're in and got in the right vehicle, they'd be astounded at what they can do in a year or two or three years. It doesn't take a long, long time. It's like the no. three to four year plan, not the 30 to 40 year plan. Exactly. Yeah. Our, our parents' plan is not the plan that we should all be following, right? They're, it's different. And Very you talk a lot about that in the beginning of the book, right? You know, yeah. the difference of what we, we all kind of, I say we all, most of us grew up believing certain things 
and, and that those belief systems carry through but the world has changed, right? The vehicles are different now. The, yeah. Our opportunities are way different. And and so, and, and I love, and I hope you guys that are listening caught that, what Brian was just talking about, about that exponential being able to have a, a product or your income grows, but you might it might be inversely rel related in the beginning where your time and effort is way more in the beginning, but then it continues to drop as your income and your benefits off of that, um, off of that vehicle could continue to rise. It's huge. It's it's so huge when we and and look, you know, we talk a lot about vacation rentals. One of the things we're our courses by invitation owner because we are an ownership model. Ownership's yeah. not for everyone, right? Yeah. And it's also we want to make sure that this vehicle actually fits your property goals and what your actual investment goals are because maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We have to know that, right? And and that's mm -hmm. one of the things we talk about with people is does this vehicle actually, is it going to actually help you meet your goals and what you're actually looking to do? And sometimes the answer is no, it doesn't. Right. And, um, you know, you, you talk a lot about, uh, the, you know, that modeling modeling versus mastery and, you know, finding the right people to help you compress that time. So you can leverage other people's knowledge and expertise with coaches and, you know, in courses or, or books, whatever, those are all ways to, to leverage somebody else's expertise to help you get to where you want to go. And one of the things I love when you said there's only two ways by that you lose by investing with other people's expertise is the first is you don't do what they say and it doesn't work. The next is you do what they say and it doesn't work. And both of those are your responsibility. I loved that, that, you know, your point there of saying, listen, there's a lot of people out there that are lending their expertise that might not be the right fit for you. Right. And, and so, but it's our responsibility to figure out how we're going to really compress and time and leverage somebody else's expertise. I, and I, I love that point that you made. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally believe in that. And, and let me give you some other examples. Cause a lot of people are like, okay, I need more examples of what you're talking love about. It. Yeah. So, yeah. so short-term rentals is a great thing. We're not going to talk about that any further, but let, let me just give you a few examples. So some things that are passive that took very little time to set up that pay over and over and over again. So as an example, software and calculators, software calculators, you can, you can even add in apps, any kind of uh, product that you sell that's totally digital, that does a function that somebody can buy. So uh, I'll give you an example. I created this, this software, it's called a deal analyzer. And all it does is analyzes the profitability on a short-term rental, okay? Yeah. So you put in the rent amount, you put in the utilities, you put in the day rate, the weekend rate, and you have these little dials, you can slide everything around and boom, it spits out a cash flow number. Now, the reason I created that is because there was nothing like that that existed. When I started playing with mortgage calculators, I was like, okay, this is kind of like what I want, but not really, you know, where you slide the APR and all that stuff. So I said, let's create it. So I went on Upwork. I found some developers in India. They gave me a quote, a little less than $2,000. They built this thing. I kept going back and forth, back and forth. Finally, when it was done, it worked. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So that product, which I created five years, four or five years ago, uh, to this day has done like almost a million dollars in sales. I sell it for $47. People love it. It does what it's supposed to do. And I created it one time. I didn't even make yeah. it. I didn't, even, I hired somebody to make it. Yeah. So it sells automatically, still sells to this day all the time. It's called the BNB deal analyzer. That's a perfect example. I don't know how to code. I don't even know how to build a website, but I hired somebody. You can hire anybody you want. You can hire a PhD over in India now for eight bucks an hour. I mean, you can right. find what you need anywhere online. So I built that and sold it. Uh, another example is uh, um, let's do private labeling. Okay. So private yeah. labeling, let me give you an example right here. I have Passivepreneur swag. This is brand new swag. See, Passivepreneur. I don't uh, design these bottles. I don't ship them. I don't warehouse them. I don't collect the payments. I don't do anything. 
I literally don't do anything. All I did was I took a day to come up with the idea. I found a company that I like. I had them give me a bid on what they would what they would charge and their markup and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I charge a little bit more on my website. People buy those. Every time they buy those, I make a few bucks. That took me one day to set up. Now, how much will that pay me for the next five, 10 years? I don't know, but that's a total perfect example of a passive income vehicle. So white private labeling. Now, a lot of companies do this. Amazon does this. When you go tons to Amazon, people, you buy tons Amazon. Tons of people on Amazon. Yeah, right. Amazon warehouses stuff, but they don't actually manufacture things. So yep. they stamp their name on things. This is what a lot of companies do. Even luxury brands that you probably love do not make their own products. They, 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 they label them. So private labeling is an example. Uh, referral programs and affiliate marketing. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on. People and, and uh, Brian, one thing, one thing on that private labeling, it doesn't always have to be a physical product. We're right no, now private no. labeling a software program yes. inside of our, that we are going to that that was sure. it was already built. And now it's going to be our Vodacy software program that we're using. We're private labeling somebody else's software program. So it doesn't always have to be a physical product when you're private labeling. I something. totally agree. I totally agree. Software. So you're controlling, you're a controller. Yep. So that's an example where you didn't create it and you yep. didn't necessarily buy it. You, you're not an owner. You're not a, a creator. You're a controller. So you have the permission yep. or the rights or whatever to control it and create cash flow from it and offer it to your audience. So that's another example. Affiliate marketing is brilliant. Affiliate marketing means simply for those who don't know, you're, you're, I'm selling somebody else's products, somebody else's services, and I get a commission. Yeah. And even if you start with no email list, somebody said, well, I don't have an email list, you know, because when I press send on the email, it can generate tens of thousands of dollars or more. So people say, well, I don't have an email list. Even if you had a hundred people on your email list and two of them were to buy a $2,000 product, you know, that's $4,000 in sales and you get half that. You get two grand on a hundred people. I mean, that, that's, you just got to start somewhere. I wasn't born with an email list. Nobody is. So no. you could do that in email. You could do it on social media. If you're a social media influencer or you have a, a, an audience, anything that, that people would trust you to go look into that they would buy and you didn't create that product and that you get, you get cash from it. And if you can automate that process, guess what? You have another vehicle. So yeah. those, these are examples. And then there's, there's so many examples I go into. Um, I won't talk. And you have a lot of them in the book as well. There's a lot I of do. examples and, and even like, even beyond the book, you've got a, a resource that they yeah. can go to exactly to so go right here. Whole, exactly. Yep. A QR, well, there's code. A QR code. So here's yep. why people say, why would you write a book? There's not much money in books. And that's true. I only make a little bit of money each time one of these books sells. But when you go to my book and you scan that little QR code, it takes you to a, a website. Uh, and that website has a lot of these vehicles. In fact, it's got my top 10. I've got 27. It tells you my current 27 sources of income, my number one, my, my top nine, all that stuff. And then all, a bunch of other ideas I've never even tried myself because there's hundreds of them. So you go there and if you were to sign up for any of those products or services, guess who gets paid? Me. Yeah. In fact, there's 10 different ways I get paid from the book. So the money is not the book. The money's in the book. And I actually tell people in the book, I'm not hiding what I'm doing. Just watch right. what I'm doing. I'm doing yeah. it right here. That's called yeah. an embedded offer. I have embedded offers that are in the book. So I'm I'm showing how you can have you can have income vehicles inside of other income vehicles, which is totally like, you know, meta. But that's the idea behind this is like, you look at what I'm doing and then do it for yourself. Look yeah. at how I'm creating income and do it for yourself. And that's how I like to demonstrate rather than, you know, I'm not just Love telling it. you how to, I'm demonstrating it. Yeah, I, I love it. And it's, and it's, you know, even like uh, we have people like you've created a course, right? And somebody will come to me and say, well, I, you know, I can't create a course. I don't, I haven't done that. I'm not, maybe I don't have, feel like I've got the expertise. 
let's go sell somebody else's course that is really good at it. And yeah, you know, and they say, well, why would don't somebody need to create them? anything? That's the brilliant. Right. Well, some, well, some people are I mean, creators. I know I've yeah. created a course and they always are like, why would the course creator want me to sell their product? I promise you, we like affiliate marketers, right? Oh yeah, we do. You know, how, how many of your courses were, were helped sell with, with affiliate marketers? An it happens all amount, day. Millions right? and millions and millions. So millions of dollars of my course were sold where half of that money went to an affiliate. Went to, so millions of dollars went to somebody else. Yeah, there's somebody else, somebody the else. opportunities. The point is the opportunities are available no matter no matter they where are. you're at in this process, right? And now let's say, okay, there's a, and you talk about this in the book, but there's all these opportunities and yes. it's important in not, and I totally agree with you on this. It's important not to run down all these roads at once right? We go down one road, you build it. So when sometimes it can feel overwhelming from somebody that's starting off here in Brian's story, and he's got all these different passive income vehicles set up. Well, it didn't start off like that, right? Brian started off with a course. And then Brian started off building on that and then started layering on different passive in income vehicles. And I 100% believe that laser focus is the way that somebody's going to really, really get to their goals way faster. And you do talk about that. So I know you agree with that, but it's, it's totally. you don't want to run down a whole bunch of roads at once, even though there's that many opportunities, right? So how do we choose the right opportunity? Well, the the, the world that we live in now is not, the challenge is not a lack of opportunity. The challenge is yeah, exactly. we're drowning in opportunity. We're drowning in noise. We're drowning in information. There's everybody's yelling at us. Everybody's marketing to us. There's always, I mean, it's so distracting. So um, the the advice that I talk about in the book is that you need to choose one vehicle, just one that resonates with you. One that you know is proven. Okay. So you don't want to do something that's not proven. Okay. Unless you're Elon Musk and you're going to colonize Mars, don't do something nobody's ever done before. Just do something that you know works. Okay. And, And you can find people that have done it. Okay, so there's lots and lots of people that have done these vehicles, you know, besides just Brian or or Sean, you find a vehicle that you know is proven, and then you put all of your time and effort, all your extra time, all your effort into that one vehicle until you get it to about, and this is if you're going to quit your job, so until you get it to about 150% of whatever you take home pay is. So if you're taking home 50 grand a year, I would recommend you don't quit your job until you're making 75 a year from your passive income vehicle. And more importantly, that you have that vehicle automated. Now, at that point, you have a choice. Some people want to quit their job. Some people don't. But let's say you're going to walk away from your job and now you're going to live off that vehicle. Now you're, not, now you're going to start working on vehicle number two. You're going to have a backup. Maybe you work on five or 10 because one of them, you're planning on one of those to be a runaway, right? They're not all going to be equal. One of them is going to be a runaway success. Right. So the idea here is that you want to just work on one until you get it to whatever your goal is. So if your goal is, I'm going to make $100,000 with short-term rentals and I'm going to do it in the next six months, okay? I'm going to do that, $100,000. Don't look at anything else until you hit that hundred grand. You don't have permission to do that. You don't give yourself permission until you hit that hundred thousand dollar mark. So don't be doing short-term rentals and trying to do MLM. And, oh, by the way, I'm going to be a marketer and I'm going to blog and I'm going to, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy what people do. And then they wonder why they're not successful. And it's like, you only have so many hours in the day. Just do one thing. And this is what it comes down to, Sean. I really believe this. People don't have belief that the vehicle they're in is going to work. That's why they hedge their bets. If you really believe that it worked, if you really truly believe that the vehicle you're in could get you to the goal that you have, whether it's $10,000, $100,000, a million dollars a year, whatever it is, then you wouldn't be looking at other things. You'd just be like, I don't, yeah, that might work over there, but it's, I got to focus on what I'm on. So like for me, I got really distracted at one point by commercial real estate. Okay. And I invest passively in commercial, but I got invest, I got distracted by some buddies who were doing commercial real estate. And I was like, ah, ah, meanwhile, you know, all of my businesses are just taken off and I'm focused over here. 
and I'm watching them and I'm thinking I could go over there and make gazillions of dollars in commercial real estate if I would, if I wanted to. But I was like, dang it, I know I could, but I could also do really well here if I just focused, you know? So I had to literally tell myself that might be an opportunity. It might even be a bigger opportunity, but I cannot take my eye off the ball right now. I need to yeah. focus on what, I, and when I did that, my revenues went up 10 times in a year, like 10 X my business as Cardo, my boy Cardone likes to say, uh, just by focusing, just by where I applied my focus. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the biggest mistake I see people do. It's not that they're not smart enough. It's not that they don't, they don't have the information. We all know that all the information is available and most of it for free. It, it's not that it's that they don't focus. They don't choose. They don't say, I'm not looking at other crap. I'm I've, cho I've chosen. This is what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to die on this, this hill. Yes. I love it. And that's, and I, and I, I want, I'm glad you made that point, especially when we were talking about all of these different options, you want to pick an option that works yeah. for you, a vehicle yeah. that's going to help you meet your, your goals and then run down that road. And with, with belief, hundred percent belief that it's going to work. Right. You know, and, and we talk about a lot of times with these books resonate with somebody that may be looking for a change, looking to quit their job. They don't like their situation right now. But I would challenge those of you that are listening that are because I hear this all the time. You might as well, Brian, that say people say, I like my job. I like what I'm doing. You know, I'm making good money. I like I like what I'm doing. The point is, have why don't we all want options, right? You don't have to quit your job. You want to have the option and the choice to quit your job if you ever wanted to. Right. You may not today, but maybe tomorrow you do. And if you took the time to build in, build these passive in income vehicles into your overall plan, now you've got options. That's what life is about is choices and options. Right. And, and yeah, that's where I think totally. it's so important. You're, you know, the last part of your book, you know, you have it split into four parts is the warnings. And it is a it, it's brilliant to put the warnings in there. And you have a, a number of different warnings. One of my favorite ones is in Chapter 35. And you talk about the indifference warning because yeah yeah i love it yeah that it's and it and it's not just like one or one or two warnings they all are warnings that we that these are warnings that are obstacles that are going to that, that are going to be obstacles to our success and obstacles to succeeding the indifference warning is that warning of saying hey listen life's pretty good right i don't have this burning desire i don't have this you know i don't really have to go change what i'm doing right now i always tell people it's really easy when your back's against the wall to come out swinging right yeah it's really hard when it's good and comfortable right jim collins i love his book good to great right it's really right. hard to go from good to great because when things are good we're not as motivated we don't have that burning desire to keep moving forward and i love that warning as well for those that are saying okay i feel like i'm fairly successful okay what what if you took those re resources you have now and just kept building and and i just love that section of the book do you have a favorite one in there i mean obviously there's a, a number of them in there well, there's a number of them in there. I, you know, one of the things that I found about a lot of books, and I read a lot of business books, this, this library right. is full of books. And, and, and so I'm a big fan of books, but a lot of books, you know, they tell you the how to, they tell you the, the upside, they, they kind of paint a nice rosy picture, but they don't tell you all the things that are going to come against you. Right. And a lot of times, you know, people may have success, but it goes away as soon as they hit a major pitfall, major setback, yeah. or they're on their way, they're on the path. And then they have that big dip. They have that big, you know, something happens that throws them off and then they quit and they go on to the next opportunity, which is what happens over and over and over again. So I wanted to spend a lot of time talking about the things that are going to hold you back and not be Pollyanna about the fact that there are, there are going to be things that are going to get in your way. There's going to have obstacles. So you might yeah. as well be, know what they are in advance, at least the ones I can think of so that you, when they arrive, you're like, Oh, I know what that is. Yeah. So, um, so one of the, my favorite ones is, um, uh, let's see here. Um, ignore the squirrels. 
Yeah, love it. <laughs> so Ignore the Squirrels is based on the the movie um, Up, where there's a dog named, uh, I think his name is Doug, right? So yeah. Doug is a golden retriever, and every time uh, Doug senses uh, there's a squirrel around him, he's he, squirrel. You know, he's, he's always distracted by squirrels. And that is the typical entrepreneur. That's the typical business person. Um, they're constantly distracted by things. Um, and, and that's what separates the men from the boys, honestly, from the women, from the girls, is that the big boys and the big girls, they have the ability to, they're just not phased. They're not looking at other things that doesn't take them off their game. They're focused yeah. on their game. And so I think that not being that kind of person where you're easily thrown off by, by squirrels is very, very, very important. It's just, it's a, it's a character quality. You have to develop the ability to um to choose and then follow through so it's it's commitment to yourself it's yeah, keeping your yeah. word to yourself that you're right. like i'm going to do this i'm not gonna do anything else so um and it doesn't take a lot a lot of commitment it's not like you're committing for the next 30 years like most people do in a career you're you're committing to like i'm gonna give it 12 months and i'm gonna give it everything i have for 12 months and most things if you know the kind of things i'm talking about if you do 12 months of concerted effort you're going to see some results you know, right. six months, you're going to start seeing results. And then you're going to be like, okay, I I'm being rewarded for my focus. I'm going to reward myself for another 12 months and focus further and I'll reevaluate in 12 months. So, um, so that's kind of the way that I do it at least. Well, and that's why I think that those warnings are laid out so well, because it's not that we want to focus on all the challenges. It's what it's, we want to be prepared for them, right? You're informing yes. us so that we can now prepare for them when we reach them. It's like well, a lot of times we're at the, the bottom of the hill and the castle's at the top of the hill. And there's this pretty girl up there that we want to get to. And we think we're just going to walk up the hill. Well, if somebody says, yeah. hey, around that next corner, there's a big ass dragon and you need to bring something to fight yeah, the dragon. You got to go against the big boss. Yeah. Right. And so if I have to fight the dragon, it's nice to know the dragon's there so I can be prepared, right? And, and get past the dragon versus if the dragon surprises me and these challenges arise, which they're going to, and I have to run back down the hill and I give up on what I really wanted is to breach the castle. And that's what I think that, yeah. that you do so well in the warnings. It's just, it's like, okay, I'm going to inform you about some of these really common things that hold people back. And that get them to say, okay, maybe I don't want this as much as I said I did, and, and turn the other way, and 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 then so that they're prepared for it, and so that they can they can yeah. keep moving forward. It's not it's that really you really just focus. it's really just two things. It's either there's two things that keep people from getting what they want. Number one is not getting started, which I say is the vast majority. Yeah. The vast majority of people don't get started. They think they got started because they're learning and they're researching and they're planning and they're studying and they're obsessing over. I need more knowledge before they actually take any action. So they they never get started. That's number one. The number two is they get started, they have some success, then they fall in one of these pitfalls, one of these traps, one of these big warnings that I'm talking about, and then they're done. And then yeah. they go back to their state where it's safe. And, they, and, and I've, trust me, I've been there before. Go back to where it's safe, and then they don't ever achieve their goal either. So it's usually one of those two things. And I think if you can get started, literally taking actions that are going to take you closer and closer to your goal, and then you just relentlessly do that, even during the tough times, it's just inevitable. You're going to win. I mean, you're going to yeah. win. It, just, it might win slower than other people, but winning is winning. You're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. And so speaking of taking action, I know we can talk about this all day long. I, I, I love uh, these types yeah. of conversations, but let's uh, let's tell people we've been talking about this book. Let's tell them where they can go get it. Right. Where, where, where can we take action and go get a copy of of the book and, and really dive into what we've been talking about? Okay, so here's the thing. This book is on Amazon, but don't go to Amazon yet because if you go to the site that I'm going to give you here in a moment, you're going to be able to get almost $400 in bonuses for free for the same same price as what the book is on Amazon. You can get the book there. So um, what I recommend you do is you go to free, uh, I'm sorry, watchfreetraining.com. Let me share it with you here. Watchfreetraining.com. Now on this site, I'm going to give you a, a brief 18-minute in-depth video on like what's in this book even further. So you go there. Now, when you 
get the book there. It'll, you can buy it on Amazon. You just copy your order number on Amazon and paste it in the form that I have. And you're going to get instant access to four different bonuses. You're going to get a, a free audiobook download, which is me narrating the first uh, three chapters of the book and the introduction. You can get that free, like instantly. You're going to get a PDF of the first few chapters of the book. You're going to get a uh, passivepreneur workshop where me and another passivepreneur uh, are talking about what we do and exactly what to do next to get started doing this. And then the fourth thing is you get access to a private Facebook group of passivepreneurs. So you get a little bit more access to me and you get to meet other people like me. And it's really, really cool. So all that stuff, totally free for buying one $26 uh, copy, hardcover copy of the book on Amazon. So go to free watchfreetraining.com and uh, uh, get the book there. And I'll give you all those bonuses. You'll get them immediately after buying the book. Love it. Awesome. So we will, those of you listening on, uh, um, on on your favorite podcast that you're not seeing the screen right now, we will link this on both the YouTube and the podcast show notes for watchfreetraining.com. Go check out the book. Don't start a side hustle. It's it. I I I went through it cover to cover. It's one of um. It, it'll be one of those books that I recommend for a long time. Brian did an amazing job with it, and, and I really, um, really appreciate you spending the time, Brian, today with us and and really talking about it. Any any final um any final thoughts for the for the listeners as we uh, as we run down this road? Yeah, the final thought I would say is, uh, you know, books have changed my life. Um, I would say that the best investment dollar for dollar you can make in yourself is a book. Um, you know, someone, somebody asked me, who's your best mentors? I said, they're all dead. You know, they're all, they're all in books. So anything you want to find that can change your life is found in a book. I don't know any book that's like this. It's been inspired by some other books that, I, that have changed my life, but there's nothing quite like this. And so if you have an interest in passive income, living a better lifestyle, having more time, maybe jettisoning the, the job or getting out of the that crazy grind that most entrepreneurs are in this might be the book for you and i hope it serves you if you, if you do get it awesome love it so guys you go go to watchfreetraining.com we'll post it in the show notes you can go get your copy today and if you got any value out of this episode we always ask that you share it with somebody that you know and uh, hopefully their lives can be changed as well and thank you again brian for being here for all of you listening we know how valuable your time is and we do appreciate you spending it with us and I always leave you with one challenge, and that is to go pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit Vodacy.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.